Welcome to the post Narc Life Podcast. It's time to leave behind the narcissist narrative and build an amazing life that you love. You got through, but you're not done. We're going to build your next level of wealth, create healthy relationships, find deep self-connection to expand your unique impact on this world, and leave behind a legacy of love. I'm your host, Laura, by the way. I've been there. I get it. And I've got you. Let's go build your post-narc life. All right. Good morning. Good morning, my friends. How are y'all doing? It is middle of December 2022, and today I am podcasting with my little two-year-old. I have a two-year-old. She just turned two on Saturday, so if you hear her in the background, I will do my very best to minimize background noises, but uh, if you hear her contributing, I hope that doesn't bug you too much. But that this is life. You know, this is being a mom. This is balancing being an entrepreneur and providing value to the world, providing that value that you have inside of you and also contributing to the other things that you contribute in your life. And one of those things that's very, very important to me is family and growing a family and undoing and breaking the cycles that I experienced as a child and doing the work to create a family and also a balance that is the life that I want. Because as a reminder, if you're new to this podcast... We are here to create and to build an amazing post-narc life. And what that means is not necessarily cutting out all the narcs in your life, although that's definitely an option, but it's less about the people and more about the mindset. It's more about the experience that you had that is contributing to a life that you don't want or a life that is hard for you and letting that go so that you can create something that you actually want. You can create a life that actually works for you, that lights you up, that is something that really gives and maintains and creates and sets you up for so much success and generations to come after that, right? This is really what it's all about. This work, I believe, literally heals the world. This work, when you do it on yourself, is going to affect so many people around you. Not that we do it to control people around us, but it really it permeates into the universe. And as the more and more that we do that, the more and more it gets done, the more the world heals, the less and less that cycles continue. And so I really, really believe that, really, really believe in this work. And I hope that you do too. And and I'm just so grateful and glad that you're here because you are doing the work. All right, so having said that, today we're gonna talk about control. We're gonna talk about taking your control back. This is really one of those things that can be so tricky for those of us recovering from narcissists because narcs are all about control and they need control. That's one of their deep emotional needs is to feel like they're in control. This is because a narcissist dynamic is inherently rooted in a sense of powerlessness. And I know this not only from coaching several clients, but especially in all the work that I've done on myself, one of my biggest triggers is feeling powerless. It really just, it, it's so deep, 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 deep in my body. And that when I 
feel powerless when something outside of me happens and I, and I have this thought that is unconscious that sort of takes over and I don't realize it's happening and that thought is triggered and then I feel totally powerless in that situation. It creates a big visceral response in my body. And so uh, that is true also for narcissists in your life. They feel powerless or they have been made to feel powerless, maybe when they were little, maybe when they were growing up, or maybe something traumatic happened to them. And so in order for them to feel like they can survive and exist in this world, they have to feel powerful. But they don't have the tools to create true power. They only know or believe that they have to control everyone around them. And so this is going to come out as being controlling, controlling your thoughts, controlling your emotions. And that's the thing. They don't understand how to manage their own thoughts and emotions. So they believe that everyone around them needs to change in order for them to feel that power, feel that control, feel that safety in their bodies. They think it exists outside of them. And so they will spend all of their time and energy trying to create control of the things outside of them. And they don't care if it's a person. They don't care if it's emotions. They don't care if it's a job or results. They just want control because that's the driving factor for them. It's, it overtakes everything because it's so very, very survival based. And when you're in a situation like that, it's so jarring and very triggering for you. And there's emotional abuse and there's just, there's so much going on in your brain and you are trying to survive that situation being controlled. I mean, just living your life being controlled by someone else is its own level of hell, <laughs> in my opinion, right? You get it. You know that. You've been there. They want to control how you think. They want to control how you feel. They want to control everything that you do. They nitpick. They criticize. They judge you. They try to feed you with all kinds of negative thoughts to try to get you to change your behavior, your thinking, so that they can get their needs met, so that you do exactly what they want so they feel better. And it's a terrible place to be. And it, it and then that creates a powerlessness in you, which can come out in lots of different ways too. And that's what I want to address today. The fact that we feel or can feel very, very powerless and feel the need to be in control of our lives, but we don't feel like we can be in control of our lives. It feels like, well, they're being controlling and I can't help that. They're, they're controlling me. And I can't change anything about that because every time I try, I fail or every time I try, it just gets worse. Right. And so I want to talk today about really learning how to take all of that power back that you have that is in you. It is in you. And so it's really calling that back to you. One, the, so the first thing we need to understand is why you don't have control in your life. And we already talked about how the narcissist in your life has created that environment where they need to control, but you have to understand your, your part in this. Not that we're going to blame ourselves because you did not create the narc's behavior. There's nothing that you've said or done that has ever created their need to control you. That's not true. So we're not going to go there. Okay. But we're going to focus on your part in this, which is in order for you to have survived that situation, you gave up your ability to control yourself, to control your thoughts, to control your emotions, and ultimately your actions. And again, with a lot of compassion here, okay, we need to be able to see reality without judgment. And the reality is that in this environment, in order to survive, you gave up your ability to control your own life. And listen, 
this is about understanding, yes, I see that. I see that now. I see why I made those choices. Not from a place of, oh my gosh, I'm terrible and it's all my fault, right? Compounding thus all of the abuse that the narcissist does, right? The narcissist is always like, it's all your fault. You have to change. This is awful. And it's all up to you. And there, I don't, I don't take any responsibility. It's all your responsibility. And I really want you to see there's a very big difference between understanding, okay, I took this action because I was thinking this thing, which, which created this feeling for me and, and blaming yourself. It's all my fault. It's all the responsibility belongs to me. It's double heavy, right? There's those, it's a world of difference there. But when you've been conditioned for so long to believe that everything's your fault and it's all your responsibility to change, right? Then, then that of course is going to be where your brain goes to immediately. But I really want, want your brain to open up to this possibility that not only is it more free and more light to be able to feel, yes, this is amazing news that it was my thoughts and emotions that created these actions, that created this reality that I'm living in. The reality of I allowed someone to control me because I was afraid, because I felt uh, I was in fight or flight, because I, I didn't know what else to do. I didn't have better tools, right? And so that also requires you letting go of the responsibility of managing the other person's thoughts and emotions, right? Because it feels double heavy because we already have all this responsibility for the other person. And so instead of taking on both responsibility for them and responsibility for yourself, we're going to take on responsibility for ourselves and let go of responsibility for them. That can sometimes be a very tricky situation. That can sometimes be really kind of like, what, what are you saying? How do I even possibly do that? And the way that you do that, first of all, you take a deep breath just like breathe in and allow your body to be where it's at. It might be a little triggered. It might be a little scared. It might be feeling great right now. I don't know where your body's at right now, (laughs) but wherever your body's at right now, allow it to be where it's at. Tons of compassion for yourself, for having taken on responsibility that wasn't yours and for neglecting the responsibility that did belong to you. Again, from a place of total love and total um, compassion and understanding for yourself. Cause you would never treat a child this way. Like imagine if a child had been doing something to hurt themselves accidentally and they just didn't realize they were doing it. And you just gently take the thing out of their hand or, or gently take them out of the situation and love on them and hold them and help them process through whatever pain they're in, help them cry and then show them a better way. And that's what we're doing here. Showing you a better way. So taking back control of your life is taking responsibility for your thoughts, your actions, sorry, your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. That belongs to you. That's the only thing that belongs to you is your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. The things that don't belong to you are their thoughts, their feelings, and their actions. Now you have been blamed certainly for their thoughts and their feelings and their actions for many, many years, but that's okay. Let that go. Many of those years have been spent. They're in the past. They're already, they're gone. All you have is right now. All you have is this moment today. What are you going to choose today, right now? You can choose to be in control and be responsible, really. That's, that's the better word. I, I really don't love the word control because it can be very narcissist, you know, in, in nature. Because narcs are all about really holding on for control and control for me feels very like tight. It feels very like, like you're, like you're clamping down and I don't need, we don't need that emotion. We don't need that feeling. 
responsibility is, is open. Responsibility is grounded, at least for me. Okay. Responsibility feels powerful. It feels like you are like a CEO, like you are an authority. And, and this is really what it's about. It's not necessarily about control. It's about authority, taking back authority of your, your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions, your, your actions that come from those emotions. So that's really what that, what that looks like. It's very, very simple. It, it, it's not always easy because our fight or flight responses can sometimes be activated. But when your fight or flight response is activated, as you're trying to make this change, you breathe and you create calm for your body in the moment. Sometimes creating calm for your body looks like thinking better thoughts. That's true. Sometimes that's not available to us. <laughs> Sometimes we're so activated that our brains aren't able to latch onto thoughts that create new emotions. So when that's the case, and that's totally okay, there's nothing wrong with you that that's okay, or that that happens, we just take a deep breath and we literally just calm our bodies through either meditation or movement or deep breathing or whatever it takes to create a, a slower state of being in the body. So it's really about making a decision. You can decide today that you are now the authority in your life, no matter what has happened in the past. Okay. You are now the authority in your life. You make that decision right now. Decision is where all of our power lies, honestly. Yes, our thoughts create emotions, which create our actions, but our thoughts are decisions. Every time we think a thought, we, we intentionally think a thought. That's a decision that we've made. And remember, being raised by narcissists and, and being affected by narcissists, that creates so much indecision for us. How many times, I mean, I remember growing up, not being able to choose what I wanted on the McDonald's menu. Like I just couldn't, I could not make a decision. I was so indecisive. And I was like that for years and years and years because it was so much safer to be indecisive. It was so much safer to just be in this maybe place because if I had to make a decision, then that means that I'm going to open myself up to vulnerability to however the narcissist was going to react in my life. And so it was terrifying to make a decision. And when you take back control, when you take back authority, you are making decisions now. You are owning the fact that, yes, this is where my power comes from, is decisions that I make. Even if those decisions aren't the, quote, correct ones, whatever that means, okay? Even if those decisions lead to things that you necessarily didn't want, right? You just say, oh, I made, I made a decision that led to a result I did not want. I'm going to pivot and make a different decision now, right? Sometimes we make decisions that don't lead to where we want to go, but that doesn't mean that we stay in the maybe place. That just means that we pivot after we realize, oh, that's where that decision led to. Okay, let's make a new decision as opposed to inaction and staying small and staying safe and staying in your bubble so that nothing bad ever happens, right? That's not where we want to be. That's where the narcissist wants to keep you. That's a very convenient place for them to keep you so that they can continue to control you. Okay. So decision is where your power is at. So you're going to decide today that I, you are taking your authority back by being, being aware of and noticing and beginning the process of managing your thoughts and your emotions and taking all of that responsibility for yourself and beginning the process of letting go of the responsibility that you've taken on that doesn't belong to you. Okay. So let me give you an example. Something that's come up a lot for many of my clients who are really in narcissist situations right now is, is money. So the narc in their life loves to control the money. 
and they love to control a lot of other things, but this one's t- tends to be sometimes a, a, a source of stress for the client because they feel like they really can't do anything because the money it exists outside of them and is controlled by something outside of them and they don't have any power to manage the money themselves or to create more money or whatever. And this can create a very powerful, visceral fight or flight response in the body because in our current world, money equals sustenance. It equals life. It equals the ability to make choices. It equals supporting your children. It equals, it equals getting meals that day or the air conditioning during, you know, extreme climates or gas to get to where you need to go. It, it, we rely on money for sure. Money is the way that we have access to all of the things in life that make us live and, and prevent us from dying and continue our bloodline so that we can have children and they can have a successful life. Money is very, 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 very important to that. Obviously, I don't have to tell you that. And so when the money is being controlled, it feels very, oh, it feels very tight. It feels very much like you're powerless in that situation. It feels very much like, what are you going to do? You can't leave. You can't make decisions because the money is controlled. And I want to offer you, what if money has nothing to do with who's controlling it in your life and everything to do with just your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions? Okay, I know, it's a little, I know, (laughs) for real though, money, uh, in your current situation, you've made decisions. You've had thoughts and feelings and emotions that have created you staying in this situation every single day. Every single day you're in this situation. Now, this is not an implication of you should be leaving. I'm not saying you should leave, you know, whatever. Stay, leave, I don't care. I care about the thoughts that are creating you being in this powerless situation. Do you believe that you can't make money on your own? Here's the thing. We live in a society where we have all of the institutional things that prevent people from making money are gone. Now, are there, you know, even playing fields? No, I will. (laughs) Sometimes you will have obstacles that are going to be different than other people. Sometimes your obstacles are going to be a little more intense than others, but that is not a problem. Okay. At the very least, you can overcome any obstacle. There is no institution. There is no law. There is no thing outside of you right now that is going to fundamentally prevent you from being able to do whatever it is that you want. That does not exist. Now, there are thoughts and feelings. There are people trying to control you. There are fears in your own mind. There are past experiences and your brain telling you, no, you can't. If you try, you just fail. There's plenty of that going on. Okay. But nothing outside of you is truly able to stop you from getting what it is that you want. So if there's somebody in your life and they are controlling the money, all right, I want you to really look at your thoughts about money. And I want you to really see the reality of those thoughts. Where did they come from? Have you been thinking, how long have you been thinking these thoughts? Were you thinking them before you ever got in this situation? Were you raised with these kinds of thoughts? How do you feel about money? Is money outside of you? Is money something that you are in control of in general? Because here's the thing, if you are in a situation where somebody else is controlling the money, you still have access to the money. Is it limited? Okay. Yeah, in varying degrees. Can you make all the decisions about it? Uh, It sounds like that's probably not that reality. But you, where is your 
authority? Where is your control in this situation? Your access to money is still there. And even if it is being controlled by somebody else, I want you to open your mind to seeing that it's not 100% controlled by them. There's, there's some of it that isn't controlled by them. Maybe, I don't know, really explore here. I really want you to look at this. So if you, I, I work with a lot of stay-at-home moms as well who have decided to stay home. They've decided to be a stay-at-home mom, which means that they've decided to give up the ability to, not the ability, but they give up, um, give up earning money for themselves at this time. And for very good reasons. Being a stay-at-home mom is a great option. I was, and still am technically, a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> I, I work from home. I don't go out to an office or work for a company outside of me. And I have my two-year-old home with me today. Isn't it? And it's amazing. This has worked out beautifully for me. But for many, many years, I was a stay-at-home mom and I wasn't earning money at all. And I relied on my husband to earn all the money. And it, and in my situation, my husband was not controlling the money. We worked together to uh, manage the money. The money belonged to both of us and we worked together to manage it. So that's something that you can aspire towards or, or, or think about in terms of what your future could look like. But we're not in control of that. I'm not saying that that's like, oh my gosh, my life is so amazing and you're in a terrible situation. Poor you. It's more like, this is what I created. This is what we created. And this is what is possible as an option. But if you decided to marry somebody who's not like that, it doesn't mean you're a horrible person and that you've made terrible decisions. It just means, okay, so this is what your reality looks like. It's not better or worse than anyone else's. Okay. And that's, I really want to focus on that for just a minute, actually. Your reality, your situation. Yes, we're using the word narcissist, okay? Yes, we're using words like they are controlling and all of those things. But in reality, if you can really start to look at, okay, this is my situation and it's not better or worse than anyone else's. I work with my clients a lot on this because they look at their situation and they're just like, it's so much better outside of me. Somebody else has figured it out. Like they, they didn't marry this person or they don't have this mom like I do. And yes, we do want to create different circumstances because we want to improve our lives and we want to keep moving forward. But if we always have this judgment in place of my family isn't as good as this family because that family is way better and they have a better mom and their mom's not crazy or their dad's not an alcoholic or all those things. Really, that is not going to serve you in creating new circumstances that you like better, okay? Really accepting where you're at right now as not better than somewhere else is really gonna free you up to looking at your reality, not fighting against that reality and learning how to take that authority back and learning how to make different decisions that start in your thoughts because all of that judgment is just really, really heavy and it feels terrible because if, especially when it comes to things like your mom or your dad or your, or your family of origin, right? There's just no changing that. That's not going to change. You can't divorce your mom. <laughs> you can't, you know, divorce your siblings. Now you can set up boundaries around them. You, you may need to go no contact or you may need to have limited contact with them, but you, they will always be your family. That's just never going to change. Genetically speaking, and the fact that you were born into that family is never going to change. And that's okay. You don't have to change it in order to feel better. You can change your thoughts and emotions using that authority that you decide to take back. I know that for me, 
really coming to that realization and that acceptance about my own family of origin has just been wonderful. It's created so much connection for me, freedom, openness, a sense of allowance and acceptance. You know, I, I don't have to go no contact with my family members because I am able to love myself and manage my boundaries and manage my emotions when I'm around them. Now, does, is it perfect all the time? No, but I, I personally enjoy being able to spend time with my family within limits that I've set. I I love that. That creates so much connection for me, but if that's not what you want, that's okay too. You don't have to do that, but that's what I want. I love that because I have a perspective, especially if you are of the same faith that I am in, in the LDS, uh, faith, I have a perspective that is post-mortal. So I think about my family members after we die, you know, we're going to be in a different state of existence, right? And things will be different. You know, the, the, the shortcomings of mortality, the, that the, the burdens of narcissism and mental issues and other things. I believe that those will be lifted one day. That's, that's my belief. That's what our doctrines teach. And that to me creates a, so much hope and so much availability for a future wherein there will be healed relationships that if, if, if it's, if that's what they want, right. I, I still believe in agency. I still believe that people can choose. I'm not going to create this fantasy where people make different decisions, you know, that, that I can control. Obviously that's not real, but if I believe that that's available to them, if they want it. And I can't imagine being on the other side, if you will, and people making different decisions. I just feel like based on experiences I've had in my life, I really strongly believe that on the other side, there's so much love and so, so much openness and forgiveness and healing that's happening on the other side. But that's just me, right? That's, those are my beliefs. And I want to talk about that actually in another episode because I've been thinking about uh, delusion, <laughs> delusion and perception and how we play with that as we recover from narcissists. But that will be for next episode. Okay. So mark your, I don't know, calendars, I guess. <laughs> but today we're going to be focused on taking your control back. And for me, I've set up a structure of thoughts, feelings, emotions, and forward thinking that creates a lot of freedom and openness and connection for me. And that's available to you in whatever iteration of that, that you want. So that's just an example. So I, it's really understanding the reality of this is your family. There's nothing you can do about it. So what are your thoughts and emotions are going to be going forward? And what are your actions going to be going forward? And you can make that decision. And if you want support on how to make that decision, you know, I can ask you all the right questions. I can help you figure all that out and explore all of that out. That's why I offer results-based coaching to help you get to that place where you feel totally in authority of your life and in authority of thoughts, feelings, and emotions, regardless of who's in your life, regardless of the realities of your family or your marriage or your work or whatever situation you're in where you happen to find narcissists. There is so much power there that hasn't been available to you because someone else needed to feel something. They needed to feel like they were in control. They needed to feel like they were safe. All the things, loved, not abandoned, etc. And so... The other thing I want to talk about is letting go of the fear of them trying to control you. This is what's going to get in the way of you owning your authority. 
as you own your own thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and as you let go of their thoughts and feelings and emotions, you surgically separate your emotions from theirs. Okay. You are, you have been trained and conditioned over many, many years to be in their brain, to be like, they are thinking this, they are feeling this, they are going to do this. And we really bring our brains back into our own bodies and stay out of theirs. We have to let that person have their own thoughts and their own feelings and their their own emotions. And it's very tricky because it's like, man, we're just so good at it. We're so good at predicting what they're going to think and feel. We're so good at like interpreting the micro expressions on their face and interpreting the tone of their voice so that we know exactly what's coming next, right? That feels like you are in control. That's, that's the, the tricky part about all of this is that the narcissist controlling you is actually a version of you trying to control you as well. You're trying to be in control as well. Not that you're trying to control other people. You're not being controlling like they are, but what you're doing is you're trying to control the safety in your body. You're trying to control the, the negative feelings that, and, and, and that the survival response without intentionally thinking about it, you're not realize you're doing it, but it's, this is what's happening when you can successfully predict all of their emotions in their body and all of their thoughts in their minds and all of their actions that come from that, when you can successfully predict those, okay, what that does is it makes it so that you know exactly what to think and feel and do so that they don't react poorly so that they are nice so that they aren't set off so that they may aren't angry or that, or so that they calm down. You're, you're highly attuned to that with, with your survival response mechanisms. Okay. And what that does is it controls your sense of safety. It controls your sense of, I know what to predict in my world. That is a basic need for human beings is to understand, categorize our world, to be able to manage what we do, manage the input into the brain, manage exactly how things are going to come at you. Like if you've got tigers coming at you, if you've got like real dangers, your brain needs to very quickly be able to assess the danger and act accordingly to keep yourself as safe as, as safe as possible. So that's just what your brain is doing. And this invitation to bring all of that attention back to your own brain can be, you know, can, can be tricky. There might be some things in the way there. And one of those is a fear that will come up that says, well, they're going to continue to try to control me. And if I can't control them, what, what's going to happen? This is, this is a problem. And, and the reality is that yes, they are still going to continue to try to control you. Of course they are. They're not going to stop. They're not actively working on themselves. They're not taking ownership of their own thoughts and emotions and feelings and, or, or, and actions that they're not doing that. So of course they're going to continue to try to control you. And in fact, as you start to break away, they're going to escalate. They're going to turn up that dial. They're going to try to control you even more. And that is going to be very terrifying and triggering for your body and your brain. And so you have to come at this. Well, you don't have to, okay. I'm offering this to you, (laughs) but the, in my opinion, the best way to approach all of this is to understand, yes, more control tactics are going to come at me as I do my work to try to take control or take authority back in my life. And I am prepared for that by understanding that the only pain I experience, or excuse me, the only emotional pain that I experience comes from my thoughts. So even if they try to up the ante, let's say that you're in this money situation with your ex or your, cause you're, you know, exes can still control money. 
Uh, you might divorce them, but if they are paying you child support, if they're paying you alimony, they're still, quote, in control of the money that's coming to you. Uh, so regardless of that situation, right? So they're controlling the money, okay? And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to take back control of my life. I'm going to think and feel however I want to feel, and I'm going to stop controlling your thoughts and emotions. I'm going to stop managing those things to keep everybody happy, right? They're not going to like that. They're going to be very, very triggered by that. And so they're going to increase what they're doing at you to try to get you to get back in line. And your job is to accept that that's coming and manage your own thoughts and emotions about it within appropriate boundaries that you can decide ahead of time. So in the situation where they say, okay, well, well, fine, then you're going to, you're going to get less money. I'm going to take all the money out of our joint account. I'm going to put it into a separate account. I've had clients (laughs) husbands do this (laughs) where they literally remove access of the spouse to any money and, or, 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 or some version of that. Right. And that can be so triggering because now you're like, I have nothing. And remember, this is a thought all like really think about this. Let's pretend that if you're married, husband takes out all of the money out of your joint account and you have access, like there's no access to any of the joint money. Okay. What are your thoughts that come up? immediately. Oh no, I'm, I have access to nothing. There's nothing there. What am I going to do? How am I going to survive? You know, that like, that, like notice the thoughts that are running through your brain when that happens, like your, and the, the body response that occurs. This is very powerful. And your job in that moment is to love on yourself, to feel calm to create calm in your body by breathing very deeply and showing yourself that everything is figure outable. I love that from Marie Forleo. <laughs> you're just used to one way of money coming to you in that situation. So of course you're like, well, then there's no other way that money's going to come to me. Obviously there's just the one way. And I want to offer you that that's not true. Money can come to you from all kinds of sources, from many, many, many sources. Money can come to us in infinite ways but we're just not used to it. So our brains to be more efficient, just think, well, I have to have access to that money in order to pay my bills in order to support myself in order to eat. And it's just not true. Money can be earned. Money can be created. Money can show up in all kinds of ways. And I've seen it happen over and over again. So calming your body down, opening yourself up to the possibility that money is truly created wherever and whenever I need it. How could that be true? What would happen if that were true? Really though, like really sit down and put yourself in that reality. What would happen if it were true that money can come from anywhere and he can cut me off of money? That's fine. Money can come from anywhere. I will always get my needs met. I will always provide for myself. Notice how you are, you are actually providing for yourself by being married to somebody that provides for you. Do you see that? A lot of times we look at that and we think, well, I'm dependent on them. That's a thought. Did you know that? That's a thought to think I'm dependent on them. No, instead you, you, instead you think I'm providing for myself through this means right now. And if that means becomes unavailable, I'll just provide my, for myself in another means. What could that possibly be? What would be fun? What would be a possibility that could, I could open that up? What would be really easy? What would be really exciting? What would be available? And just allow your brain to get to work because your brain is going to be in its fight or flight response. It's going to be trying to shut you down. It's going to be trying to be like, no, this is terrible. What are we going to do? We have to freak out. Freaking out is not going to help you create money. Believe me, I have tried many times. 
Instead, really allow yourself to open up. Allow yourself to experience possibility. What if it's true that I am always providing for myself? It just looks like this right now. And if that changes, well, then it's going to look like this over here. It's just like if you were working for a corporation, okay? And you're thinking, yeah, I'm providing for myself by working at this job. But then the job lays you off. The job fires you. So what are you going to do about it? Are you going to be like, oh, no, I'm destitute. Oh, no, they've cut me off, right? Are you going to treat them like you would an ex-husband or, or a controlling husband? No, you're going to be like, oh, I guess I got to go get another job. I guess I got to go find another source of income. I mean, some of us might <laughs> wallow in self-pity for a minute, but but do you see do you see how that mindset shift really changes everything and it puts the authority back on you all the time? Things like this happen. You know, things change. We always are working towards creating the things that we want and a lot of times they don't go according to plan and that's not a problem. That's why we have a creative brain. This is why we have such a massive brain, a prefrontal cortex that has access to creativity. Our ancestors had to constantly pivot. They had to deal with weather events they couldn't control. They had to deal with lots of threats and danger. They had to deal with ag agriculture that they weren't 100% able to control all the time. And so instead of, they did, <laughs> sometimes they prayed to gods and that would create rain, right? But other times they got real creative and decided, you know what? Let's bring the water to us. Let's create irrigation canals. You know, there's just, they got creative. That's, that's our heritage is a big, massive, creative brain with a prefrontal cortex. And we only have access to all of that when we calm down and we allow our bodies to breathe. We allow our bodies to relax and get out of that fight or flight response and allow ourselves to access those parts of us. And the narcissist in your life does not want you to do that. The narcissist in your life wants you to feel controlled. They want you to feel dependent on them. They want you to feel that pain because when they take away that access to funds from you, they want you to feel that pain. They want that pain to motivate you to get back in line. And I know that that pain is there. I get it. I validate that for you. But I also want you to see the way out. You don't have to be controlled by the narcissist to make that pain go away. Instead, take authority of that fear, that visceral response. Calm your body using your amazing intentional brain and then look at your thoughts and manage your thoughts and choose to think something differently. Take that authority back. All right. So that's what I have for you. There are so many ways in which we can take authority back over in our lives. What are those ways for you? In what ways are you feeling controlled? In what ways do you feel like you don't have power in your life? I want you to write those down. I want you to get really clear on those, okay? And I want you to really open up your mind to the possibility that you could be in authority about all of those things, all right? And if you want more help, this is what I offer. I offer results-based coaching. This means that we go to work to create an actual real result in your life that you have always wanted. That has been something that you haven't been able to achieve yet. And we work together until that result arrives. That is a guaranteed way to be able to say, okay, we're going to work together. We're going to get all of that thought drama out of your brain. We're going to manage all of those thoughts that come up. You're going to get the guidance and the support that you need 
And it could be a call a week. It could be two calls a week. It could be messaging, however that looks like for you, whatever supports you the best, we will get it done so that you get the result that you want. And it will take as long as it takes. It might take three months. It might take six. It might take nine. It might take two years. We don't know. It doesn't matter, but it's something that you want and we're going to work at it and we're going to stay consistent with it until it arrives. How fun is that? How amazing is that? You want to be happily divorced? You want to lose that weight? <laughs> you want to build a business and create actual revenue? You, do you want to make money? Do you want to create a certain amount of money in your life? This is what it looks like. This is the process and we will get you there. There is no guesswork. It's all going to happen. So that's super fun. And then of course, if you are dealing with an ex who is making your life miserable right now, you need to come to the masterclass that is happening on Wednesday. Today's Monday. You need to come to the masterclass that's happening on Wednesday. It's one o'clock CST. I'm in Houston. So that's central time. And you want to, um, you want to come with that, with your, with all your thoughts, with all of your struggles, with all of your questions. I'm going to teach you exactly how to make a co-parenting situation work for you so that it's a, an actual pleasant experience. It may not be fun and, and raising, ro- uh, fun and roses and daisies all the time, but it will be something that is not a source of tremendous stress for you anymore because you're going to handle it. You're going to manage it and you're going to set your kids up for so much success. And that's just the beginning y'all. This is the masterclass for December. There are more coming. If you go to Laura, by the slash monthly dash classes, you're going to see all of the classes that we are setting up for the next year. I think I've got all the way through June or May planned up until this point, but we'll continue to plan those out for the rest of the year. Sign up and register on the website for the first class. And if let's say, for example, that you're not a co-parent right now, the lessons you're going to learn on this masterclass are, you can just apply those to what you're dealing with right now. Because if there is someone in your life who is very, very difficult, we're going, the, the, the work we do on this masterclass is going to help set you up to manage yourself when dealing with a difficult person. So it's geared toward my co-parents who are struggling, who have parenting plans, who have divorce decrees, who have, you know, children who are going back and forth, you know, it's, it's geared towards them. We're going to speak that language, but the work that we do can apply to what you're dealing with. So come to the call and enjoy it. It's going to be great. And we're going to be doing live coaching on the call. I don't know if I mentioned this before. We're going to do a training. And then after the training, we're going to apply what we learn live on the call. And then I'm going to invite you to a very, very exciting offer. I'm going to invite you on the end of this call. So if you want to know what that offer is, you can come to the call and hear all about it. It's going to be super fun. And I look forward to coaching you. It's going to be great. So I will see you on the call, go to the show notes to register. And if you are ready to work with me one-on-one, get that application in. We, I can only take a few slots because of the nature of, of the results-based coaching and how I work with clients to get them their results. I can only take a few slots per year. So if this is something that's calling to you and you're ready to get to work and you really want something to happen in your life, whatever that looks like. I want to make it happen for you. I want to make sure that you feel super confident in your ability to get these results in your life that you want, because, because that's the whole point, right? This is why we show up to coaching, to change, to, to create a better life, a life that we actually want. All right, you got this. Go take your authority back 
I will see you on the various calls and social media platforms. (laughs) Have an amazing day. Bye. If this episode resonated with you, it's because you're dealing with a narcissist or some other person in your life and it's having an effect on you. And I want that to change. I want you to get the things that you want in your life. I'm available for one-on-one coaching. You can hire me. You can also come to the webinars. We've got the webinar coming up this next week, co-parenting with a narcissist. Sign up in the show notes. We'll see you there.